thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Davis. Today, my co-host David Jolkevsky and I are here with the Executive Director of the College Swimming and Diving Coaches Association of America, Greg Earhart. Today, we will discuss recruiting and the role that he plays in SwimCloud. The State Champs Michigan Poolside Podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of the two dozen varsity-level sports at LTU. Simply log on to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, the MHSAA Needs Officials. For more information, go to the MHSAA.com. This will provide great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game, support the kids and the community, and it's the best way to give back while getting paid. There's help wanted, so just whistle. Go to the MHSAA.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. Find them on our State Champs YouTube page or on our website, statechampsnetwork.com or on the State Champs Michigan social media platforms. For immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash Game Changers. And the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards are confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced mid-April. For more information, head over to the DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Let's get started. So Greg, you are the co-founder of SwimCloud. Could you explain what is SwimCloud and who uses it? Um, I think SwimCloud, the easiest thing to say is that we're, we're an organization that tries to use data to, to help make coaches and swimmers and, and recruits and associations jobs easier. Um, if they, we can help them make better decisions or if we can help make uh, information available to them, that's really what we do. So a lot of data and statistics handling, a lot of college recruiting, meet management, team management, video race analysis. It's it's a, it's a lot of different things that we that we do. It's tough to describe because it's so it's so wide and diverse. But um, anything we can do to help people make more effective decisions is ultimately where we want to be. Yeah, I think the some of the cooler things you know that a lot of coaches are starting to realize, in addition to some of those meet management things, are things like a, like a meet simulator. Uh, you know, I, I found this week that a lot of our coaches with lead meet were starting to put together some game plans based on those analytics and stuff like that. Um, is there one feature you guys are seeing that more and more coaches are using or is more popular? I think the two things really stand out. One is like you say the meet simulator, but, but also the migration of that right into meet entries so that, that people can process and automate their, their entries in that way. Um, I think that that's, that's something. I mean, with most of the stuff that we do, we we don't do a great job of advertising it or marketing it. We just want to make sure that we're doing a good job with the people that are that are bought into us, kind of like the folks in Michigan, MHSAA. I think that's one big thing. And then I think that slowly but slowly, people are starting to realize the power of race analysis and talking with coaches who then equip their teams. They sit down and they teach their teams how to conduct their own race analysis. You know, it's almost like a video game at some point in time. So now you have, instead of just a head coach and assistant coach, you have a head coach and assistant coach and 40 junior coaches that can all start to learn about what they need to do to execute their races more effectively. 
So I think those are the two areas where we're starting to see more, more uptick. Um, we're always going to see people using us for top times. We're always going to see people using us for, for college recruiting. And we want to continue to do a good job doing that. But we're really trying to work on, on putting some new tools in the hands of, of coaches and parents and kids so that they can, they can be better. Some of the things I think that we use a lot, obviously top times are important for, for our coaches and, and looking through the leagues and stuff like that. With that video piece, um, can we just, you know, we have state meet in a few weeks. Could we just upload some state meet videos, even if we're not going to use them or could, could something I do impact or help other coaches out? Yeah. I mean, what, one thing you have to do with something like the state meet is, is make sure that you've got some access rights to it. So I'll, I'll give you a great case of how this is going to be used for wave one of the Olympic trials. We're working with USA swimming so that, we'll make all those race videos available to coaches and their kids. So there'll be a video stream coming off. It gets uploaded in the swim cloud. You as a coach can log in and see all your summer's videos, or you as a swimmer can log in and see, see all your videos. And what, what we'll do is we'll be able to automatically match it. So for instance, in Michigan at state meet, if race videos are uploaded and then the results come in, we'll match the two is we'll match the race video to the, to the results. And then everybody's going to be able to see their, see their races on demand almost so to speak. It's kind of like a video library. They don't even have to do anything. It's just a matter of them being able to log in and say, okay, this is, this is me. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that, that we're seeing, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting seeing how it plays out, especially because of COVID being able to use it almost as a video on demand product in some ways, but Really, that's kind of a gateway to get into use some of the advanced analytics. But yeah, certainly, it's it's something. You know, none, none of our race videos are are publicly available. They're only they're only for really educational and coaching purposes only. And so that's one of the the things that we, you know, we want to be conscious of rights issues. We can't have somebody recording NBC off the TiVo with the Olympics and then suddenly broadcasting it on on Swim Cloud. Otherwise, we're going to get some calls from NBC. Yeah, for sure. We don't want that. What uh, what plays into the team rankings? I know a lot of coaches sometimes ask, you know, that, that point totals on the side, and and some of them don't dig as deep as say I do or some of our power users. Um, can you briefly touch on that a little bit? So we do have several different ranking systems, but in in the case of high school specifically, we we try to base them off the NISCA power ranks. So let's use a team ranking example. We're going to look at your lineup and. You may have one stud that can go into four different events. Well, you can only pick two. And they might not always be the two that you pick because they might score higher from on an arbitrary point standard. So we're going to pick based on points what we think your lineup ought to be. Obviously, this is the challenge of if you try to use this to set up a dual meet or a league meet is you got to think about what the other person is going to do. So over a multi-day meet, you're probably not going to put somebody in the 400 IM and, and the 200 free on the on the same day, even though that might be two of their best events from a point standpoint. So there's still some strategy involved, but what we do is we, we create a simulated lineup for either a dual meet lineup or a championship meet lineup. So there's some different entry procedures um, related to each of those. So we try to create what we think is an optimal lineup against an arbitrary opponent. And that's how we assign scores. And then we rank everybody. We don't yet have the, the bandwidth to create a simulation so that we create the best available meet against 
this opponent and then this opponent and then this opponent. Because if we did that, then your opponent is also going to do the same thing. So at the end of the day, you got to line them up on the, on the starting blocks and see who can swim faster. For sure. But for sure. That's that we, we kind of base it off, off the NISCA points. And then for other things for NCAA college swimming, we use a basis of us open records as the, as the fastest. So if you see somebody that's over a thousand points, that means they've broken the us open record in that given year. If it's international, then we use FINA points. If it's age group club, then we're using a um, USA swimming motivational time standard point standards. Nice. So, so there's a lot of, diff- there's a lot of different points and we'd be happy if everybody consolidated around one system, but recognize that everybody has different needs. No, absolutely. And I think that's great for the coaches to understand, you know, what, the, what they're seeing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, after our league meets here the last few days, you know, some of those rankings have changed a little bit and the point totals have gone up. What about our kids that are out there, you know, swimming club, you know, sometimes when I look at a, a specific athlete, I'll see some club times in there. Um, what can we be doing there? Um, how can our club coaches help us out and how can our high school coaches help out club coaches? So I, I think when it comes to, you know, if we're talking about points or rankings, let's say if we have a high school ranking, that that ranking only encompasses high school times. So no, no high school times in that. And that's based on most places you can't use your club times to say enter your high school state meet or or something along those lines. Also, you get more events that you can choose from on the club side of things. When it comes, and it, and it works the same way. If we're looking at club team rankings, your high school times aren't going to impact that because obviously sometimes people change clubs over the course of their year. They start with one club, go to the high school, go to the, a new club at the, at the end of the year. Um, when it comes to recruit rankings, because coaches are looking for the best of the best, we're combining the most, you know, we're pulling times from club from high school and even some user input at times for kids. You know, I do think that the th- best thing that, that coaches can do with one another is, is the same thing that I think about when I talk about college coaches recruiting is just communicating back and forth. You know, if I, I saw this a lot when I was recruiting at, at Carthage, you know, this example I just used kid that comes up being developed in a club program, swims high school, and then switches and goes to a new club program after the freshman or sophomore year of high school. You know, what, why is that? And I don't know that, you know, sometimes there's, it's very well necessary, but it's sometimes I look at it in terms of the overall development of the student athlete and say, is this in the best, is this in their best interest for long-term development? Not just by the end of their senior year, by the end of their sophomore year, but by the end of their career, whatever that might be. Um, and I think sometimes we have places that do it really effectively and some places we don't, but you know, if, if you look at football, the best football programs are the ones that start instituting a consistent offense or defense sit down in their little peewee leagues and it carries on in the middle school. And those coaches report up to the high school coaches and your freshman team, your sophomore and JV and varsity teams are, are running a similar system so that you don't have to constantly reteach. So looking at the timeline of development from, that age group swimmer, you know, on through college, you know, on through high school, college, and, and even masters and beyond. You know, I think of it as, as we're all part of a, a chain in between there. And so really the ability to share information back and forth is something that we, we think is really valuable. Um, it's something that we look at with, uh, with, I'll use the video product as an example. 
somebody has high school state coming up here in the next couple of weeks, they're going to go a great time. That probably is going to be their best time. You know what? That's something that the swimmer can then share with their club coach if they've got it. You know, it's recorded by the high school program or a parent or something along those lines. And then we want them to be able to share that so they can communicate so that everybody can speak with, with really kind of one, one language. And if the club coach and the high school coach are on the same, same bandwidth, then that kid's going to max, we're, we're going to maximize that kid's ability to, to see success. Very great tool. I mean, we, we've loved having it. it it's been fun. And, and I know your team's always there for us to, to make things a little bit better and stronger. And we, we appreciate that support. Um, yeah, it's great. Some great tools and some great resources to share with our coaches. So thank you. How did you get involved with the creation of this platform? It started about 20, 22 years ago when I was an assistant coach in Indiana. And I was at the, the College Swimming Coaches Association um, meetings. And I was just looking at how they promoted our sport. And I was like, I could do better than these yahoos in my, in my spare time. And, and then somebody, somebody said the magic words and said, prove it. And so, uh, you know, 22 years later, I've never had a problem with spare time. So that, that started collegeswimming.com, uh, which really filled a, a need at the time of just having a source of information about college swimming. You know, and, and I think we, we evolved as, as time went by. And I think we knew what we were really good at, which was specifically covering college and then, then specifically working with, with data, you know, and, and as, so we grew as, as time went by because, what happened is you saw other other folks that began to see, hey, this is something that can be done done well. So swimming world got better. You know, swim slam is obviously a, a hegemon in the area. Flow swimming kind of made an investment that allowed us to kind of free up to do things that weren't necessarily the easiest to do for us. I mean, now something goes straight to to Instagram or or snaps or something like that. You, you don't necessarily need us, but we also realize that we're really good at the, the data side of things. And I know that I'm a coach at heart. So what can I do to, to start building resources to help help coaches out? And I have a, a very good business partner. He's one of my former swimmers who leads our team of developers. And, you know, we just try to keep on building and building. So I guess that's how I got, got involved and I'm still involved. Awesome. Before we continue, I talked about how you can recruit yourself to LTU. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back, everybody. We want to talk a little bit about recruiting. So, Greg, as a previous college coach, what suggestions do you have for athletes who are looking to get recruited? First thing is mind your grades. I mean, that's vastly, that's just so important and gives you far more options to begin with. And then I think, you know, this this sounds self-serving, but creating an account on, on SwimCloud and beginning to explore to see where you can fit. You know, we can show you where where your times are, but we can also start to show you, does the school have your major? Does your school have, what is their uh, retention rate? Yeah, I, I find myself thinking time and time again, that I oftentimes hear parents concerned about whether there's a scholarship available or, you know, who gets faster where, 
when in reality, I think the question that should be asked is who's, who's keeping kids on campus for four years? Who's graduating kids? Because if somebody's there for four years and they're having a good experience, it's a pretty good chance that they're going to get faster along the way. If they're not getting faster. They're not going to have a good experience and they, they might not, they might not move on, you know, stick with the sport. And I think that's every time we lose somebody from our sport, that's a little bit of a, a little bit of a failure. So I think you start with an open mind. And if you have good academics, you have an open field of choices in front of you. And then ultimately it's, you know, I think the, the process is going to be individualized in terms of finding out where, where you fit. I, I like to use the, the broken leg test. You know, if you showed up on campus on the first day and you ride one of those stupid scooters across campus and you break your leg on the first day of practice and you're never able to swim again, would you still want to be on that campus? And if the answer is yes, then you probably made a pretty good decision. If the answer is no, because all you want to do is swim, then I think you're missing out on a lot of the the things that you need to consider in terms of the whole recruiting process. So I think in some ways, just turn turn the lens around instead of just saying, you know, what's it going to take to get recruited? Put yourself in the driver's seat and say, where do I want to go? Because ultimately, it is going to be your choice. High school swimming is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto that the MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. So, Greg, you know, looking at recruiting, I've had conversations with, you know, some younger parents, um, you know, folks that swam in college. And that process has changed so much since, you know, I was an athlete in 95. Um, you know, Sarah's a college athlete that just finished up her career. I'm sure recruiting has even changed in the last four years. We're, you know, we, we start off and we, we, you know, talk to our guidance counselors. We get our account on swim cloud. How do we start finding some of those other college programs, opening the door up? What are some of those next steps that we start to look at? You know, I think the, the next steps begin with, with just exploring, you know, and seeing what, what is out there. Um, you know, I know that this is a, a podcast, but if I can, what I'll do is I'll share my screen if I'm, if I'm able to. You know, I, I ultimately think it is it is exploration. So let me impersonate Elena Kitzman. Elena is is the daughter of one of our one of our staff members here at, at Swim Cloud. And if I'm her and I'm looking at swimming, or looking for schools, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start to build out my profile. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to search and I'm going to say, I want, you know, a public or a private or a two or a four year, you know, let's say I, I want to be on a campus in a city someplace. Um, and I want to look at a place where I don't know what I'm going to get from a financial aid standpoint. So let's just say that the net cost to me is going to be between eight and $24,000. I want a place that's very selective, but not not highly, highly selective. If I'm highly selective, what you find is that it really narrows down your choices, likely to Ivy's. So we're going to kind of stay fairly selective. And, and I, you know, this is one thing, this is funny, our, our staff and I debated about this. So 
some people naturally gravitate towards Division One, thinking that this is the best place that, that I can be. When in reality, let's face it, there's fast swimming at every level now. So now what I might say is I want to be, you know, I don't want to be the fastest person on the team, but I want to be on the, on the conference team, somewhere between second and fourth on the depth chart. Well, here are two really good options for me to begin, begin looking at. Um, if I want to widen it up and I want to say that I, I also want to be possibly the fastest team, well, guess what? It opens up a lot more opportunities. So I think just beginning to explore that and seeing what's out there, because really that's the, that's the biggest challenge is that not everybody knows the broad spectrum of programs that are out there. And, and I always like to joke that the, the fact of the matter is, is if I was able to swim in college as a 10600 breaststroker, and that's yards, if I was able to swim in college, anybody can swim in college. Uh, you just have to find the right place. And if you find the right place, you're going to get a great experience. And there are opportunities for everybody. What happens is not every school has the, the same recruiting budget to, to go after kids or has the same competitiveness. You know, you can go to identical, you know, you can go to almost identical schools in the same conference and one school is going to look at it and say, Hey, swimming is a recreational activity. Just like we have a school newspaper and a show choir and others are going to say, Hey, this, you're going to swim. Like I want academics to be here, but I want swimming to be real close right behind. And, and you really don't find out what that is until you begin to explore. And there's even differences in, in terms of the most competitive environments, you know, do you, do you want to work with the same coach over four years? Do you, do you want to go into a place where you're, you're going to be able to do internships over the summer? There's all kinds of different variables. And you really kind of don't get a sense of that until you decide or begin to think about what's important for you. And until you kind of get a sense of, of the feel of, of each and every program that's, that's out there. And I think the reason why I come back to how important that is to find the right fit you know, I'll use the broken leg as an example, but right now we turn over about 17% of our head coaches every year. The rate of, of churn in terms of assistant positions is you can almost guarantee that by the end of your freshman year of college, there'll be at least one new assistant on your staff. Might be the assistant that recruited you, might be the one that's in your stroke group, might be one that you never interact with, but there's always turnover in that, in that process. You don't want that to affect you in, in any way, shape, or form. And if you feel good about the situation, it's great. Challenge is, is that if you're really looking at swimming, your relationship with the coach time and time again comes back as the most important criteria in terms of what you're looking at. So, you know, it's chicken and egg, you know, how you look at it, but, but explore, find out what's out there, you know, begin to think about, I don't think any 16 or 17 year old knows what's, most important to them in terms of making a decision that's that's going to affect them for the next 40 or 50 years of their life but you can begin to think about what's important to you and you can begin to use the guidance of those around you your coaches your parents your your teammates that have gone off to college to to begin to get some experience and kind of ramp up to be able to make that decision very cool you know so for our our folks at home that are listening um as greg was saying um, and he just showed us a, a great visual here, you know, hop on to swim cloud as Greg was showing us some of these things, there are some awesome filtering tools. And I, you know, I think for a couple of the, the parents I even talked to in the last few weeks, I didn't realize how in depth some of those steps were. And I, I think, you know, parents and, and athletes out there that are listening to this today, 
take that time, reach out to your coach a little bit. And then if you have more questions, Miska's here for you and we can get in touch with the folks at College Swimming. All right. And we can go from there. But just such an awesome, awesome tool. Um, how early should kids be getting involved? Um, you know, how early should they start that recruiting process? Again, I'd say turn it around and put yourself in the in the consumer process as opposed to just waiting back to be recruited. If you're if you're in the top one percent, the programs are going to start identifying you by your start of your freshman year. The challenge is, and and we see this in our sport, and it's something that really frustrates our coaches. You know, a year almost two years ago now, the NCAA opened up recruiting a full year earlier for swimming. And it's really challenged our coaches who don't have the budget. They don't have the staff to look at two classes at a time. And certainly they don't have the ability to project into the future what a 14-year-old is going to look like or be as a, a senior or really a freshman in college, um, especially boys. I mean, holy smokes. I made a living when I was at Carthage College trying to find guys that were six foot three and weighed about 150 pounds and, and weren't, weren't all that good, but they're going to be all right once they, once they got to Carthage. But I do think, think about the process starting early. Your freshman grades anchor your, your GPA for the next four years. You know, if you start off on the wrong foot, it's awfully tough to be able to build that GPA back up. So starting off on the right foot freshman year, sophomore year, if you start to register with something like Swim Cloud, what that does is that lets coaches know that you're interested in schools. You can indicate some interest in schools. Coaches can't contact you back yet, but you can at least begin to explore and see what kind of places you might fit in or what places might be of, of interest to you. You know, along those lines, this is also when you can prep for your ACT or SAT scores and, and know what you're getting into. You know, the first time you take that test, it's overwhelming and it's intimidating but if you've learned how to take the test you can you can increase your score and just a difference of two points in an act score can be the difference of say three or four thousand dollars a year at a private college and three or four thousand dollars that's almost as much as the average division one swimmer receives on the men's side in in swimming so you begin to understand what actually provides value to you if you're going to be an asset. And obviously, if you're a better recruit coming out academically, coach is going to look at that and say, well, if this person can pay for 50% of their education because of their academics, and I only have to spend 50% of a scholarship to help get them here on our team, that frees up another 50% of a scholarship to go get another person that's also going to make that relay better, make that team better. So I think when you started, it, you know, it really does start with with beginning freshman year, getting off on the right foot, beginning to have some conversations with your, your parents in terms of what, what options may be available to you. Not every school is going to be available. And so I think being realistic in that early on is important, but that's why we also created some tools because I know I've been coached at a private school, picking up the phone, talking to somebody on the first time. And they say, what's tuition there? And you say $54,000. And you're like, hello, hello. Um, even though nobody's paying that sticker price, you know, and, but you, but what I also know is that if, if I say $54,000, but don't worry, there's plenty of academic aid and grant merit money. And then I turn around and I say, what are your test scores? And they say, well, it, it, you know, it's a 19, but I'm, I'm going to take them again. 
now I'm sitting there going, well, now they're the one that they're going, hello, hello, is, is, is anybody there? <laughs> so being able to, to get off on the right foot, explore what my options might be, sophomore year, begin to look in our, you know, it's, again, think, think about where you were at as a, as a sophomore in high school. You know, sophomore in high school, I was worried about homecoming. I wasn't worried about, <laughs> about uh, where I was going to go to college. You know, and, and I think there is a difference between, between boys and girls, too, or men and women, in that I, I've, and I've coached and I've recruited them individually. Women are always more prepared. You know, they're always thinking about this in advance, and they never decide. Boys, you know, every boy thinks that they're going to Texas, Stanford, NC State, or whatever state university happens to be in their, in their state, except for Michigan State. We we'll, don't need to talk about those folks, clowns. Um, not the team, the administration. Um, you know, they, they, but they make their decision in advance, and, you know, Meanwhile, they're not hearing back from Eddie Reese, so they're not hearing back from Cal. And all of a sudden, freshman year for a lot of the kids, they're like, "Okay, um, maybe I should start looking at the, the letters that I got from that coach at uh, at Hope College or Albion or you know Oakland or wh- wherever it might be." Um, and and that's that's really a tough spot, especially for boys, because like I said, their developmental curve is so much later and. What the schools that you could be competitive on as a sophomore, you could be competitive on a whole different tier of schools as a as a senior, um, and that's why you know I think the other part that we do is we work with college coaches because we want them to be able to identify people that are going to continue to grow in and continue to develop. You know, if if I next week I'll I'll walk onto the deck of NCAA's and you can tell what schools recruit speed and times and you can tell which schools recruit talent and potential. And I mean, it's just clear in terms of who's walking on deck and how they, how they carry themselves. So that's a long answer to a, to a, an even longer process, but give me a sense of kind of what my beliefs are in terms of where, where people should start. And I think that's terrific. And, and it is, it's such a, it's such a crazy process and it's changed so much. Like you said, the, you know, where the, the timelines shifted now, we've got kids, you know, spending spring break, you know, visiting schools, just checking things out. Um, you know, there's so much on social media now. So I, I think this is all such great information for everybody at home. If people wanted to pursue things a little bit more, had a few more questions, is that something they can reach out to CSCAA? Should they be talking to guidance counselors at home? What, what direction should they go if they had more questions after today? I think, you know, really talking with people that have been through the process, you know, a guidance counselor is going to have, have one angle. And, and I think let's, let's make sure that we're talking about the, the bulk of, of kids out there. Again, if you're, if you're in the top 1% of, of recruits, it's a different process. And I think that's one thing that's especially challenging is, and, and quite frankly, we, we've accelerated some of it. You know, when somebody sees that commitment go out on social media, all of a sudden, you know, if you're the last junior on your team that hasn't committed to a school, there's peer pressure. And that's not necessarily good if, if you're not ready to make a decision. And, and we've, we've actually looked at the data to show that people that make earlier decisions are much more likely to, to transfer. And that's not necessarily a good thing either. So I think talking with people that have been through the process, 
um, your coaches, your guidance counselor is going to have, have a sense of, of one piece of it. Your coach is going to have a, a sense of one piece of it. You know, at CSCA, we, we really, we work with specifically with our college coaches. We don't have the, the bandwidth to provide advising. I know we, we with swim cloud do a lot of, I would say probably a presentation a month to LSC or to a team or to a national governing body uh, to just kind of walk people through and really equip coaches to be able to help guide their, their kids through the process. I think that's the, the big thing. I also think that, that swimmers can, swimmers and divers can, can empower their coaches. You know, we, we find swimmers that have a tough time communicating on the phone nowadays because everything, you know, you, it's, it's almost impromptu, at least the text you can, you can compose your response. You can think about it beforehand that can make it awfully difficult for, for some kids to communicate. So sometimes it, it can really help. And I, I always encourage every coach to pick up the phone and talk to the, another coach, you know, whether it's a club or a high school coach calling a college coach, whether it's a college coach calling a club coach, I think we can all learn from one another. And sometimes it's a little easier to shave off some rough edges. You know, we, the college coach says, I'm sorry, you're not fast enough to make our, our team. And let's say that that person's times would make the team right now. Well, I think the question is why, why is that? And sometimes college coach doesn't want to say, listen, we've already got three people committed for next year, or you're only five foot nothing. And you know, you're probably going to be as fast as you're going to be, or we've seen enough people come out of your program that don't get faster, you know, whatever the case might be, being able to have an honest conversation with the coach is a lot easier than trying to have that conversation with 50 or 70 recruits that might fall into the same basket. So I, I think that's that's the thing. And if there are things that we can do with the high school association, if there's things that we can do with Michigan swimming, we're happy to, to do it. Because at the end of the day, again, if, if I was able to swim in college, then everybody can swim in college. But you just some people have to hunt a lot farther to be able to find out what that what that place is. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I tell you, I, I appreciate everything you guys do for us. Uh, I, you know, I appreciate everything, uh, you know, Ivan, Scott, and yourself, you guys always getting back to us and making it such a better product and, and some great information today. So um, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Uh, I'm hoping we can uh, catch up at NC's uh, one of these, one of these years once COVID clears up, but uh, thank you so much for the time. Any, any meet would be great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Any meet, but uh, yeah, I look forward to catching up, looking forward to, I, I guess, meet mobiling uh, NCAAs and, um, We'll be in touch soon, but thank you so much for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Well, that's all that we have this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. This podcast is presented to you by Lawrence Technological University. Poolside is also brought to you by the MHSAA, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And by the DMC's Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan the only freestanding rehabilitation center in Southeast Michigan solely dedicated to physical medicine and rehabilitation. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, joined by David Jolkevsky and Greg Earhart. Greg, thanks again for joining us and for all of your great advice. Thank you to all of our listeners and just keep swimming.